Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to the book of Romans chapter 1. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. While you're turning to Romans chapter 1, um, we have just outside the in the foyer there, there's a basket with uh, some bags of uh, like different kinds of nuts and things like that. All you fathers, be sure to grab you one on the way out. Um, there's one in particular. I didn't try all of them. I just tried this one. So I already got my bag. So y'all don't be upset. There's one in particular that's called Texas Whiskey. It does not have whiskey in it. So nobody, <laughs> nobody steer clear of that one just because of that, okay? <laughs> don't feel like we got a camera watching to see who, who picks up the whiskey one. <laughs> I, that's the one I got, okay? So... <laughs> If anybody is at fault, I'm the, I'm the first one. So it was actually really good, yeah. And I don't, I don't even know what whiskey tastes like, but it tasted fine to me. It didn't taste weird. So uh, anyway, enough said about that. Y'all please uh, grab you one on the way out, though. That's just a little gift from the church to uh, kind of honor the fathers today. Y'all, we live in a world today, and this is not the message, but uh, I think it's, a, it's good either way. Um, we live in a world today that is in desperate times. And I will tell you what the problem is. Well, obviously it's sin, right? I mean, we, we know that. But you know why the world is in such bad shape? Fathers, lack thereof. We, we see, you know why the prisons are full? Fathers not being where they're supposed to be, not being in the proper position, not being there raising their kids the way they're supposed to. Uh, we've got a lot of mothers that are doing things they ought not be doing as mothers. They're, they're trying to fill roles that they shouldn't be filling. So I look around the room today and I see a bunch of fathers that are involved in their, in their family and their kids' lives and, and have set a standard and, and all those things. And that makes a difference, man. That makes all the difference in the world. If, if we just take a, a, a survey, and they have done this, they said the ideal situation is for father and mother to be in the, in the home. But the, you know what the second best is? Father. Nobody wants to admit that. Everybody wants to assume, well, it's better for the mother to be there to take care of them kids. Nope. Not according to statistics. That's how important the role of a father is in a home. Man, what kind of difference can we make, fathers, in the life of our kids, in our home, with our wives, in our churches, in the schools, in the politics, everything, if, if those fathers are in the place where they're supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, this world would look a whole lot different today. So thank you for your faithfulness to raise your kids right and to love your wives and to lead them in the way they ought to go. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Paul is writing to the book, I mean, so I'm sorry, to the church in Rome, and 
he is saying something very important here in this passage. And I encourage you to read the full chapter to get the context around everything he's saying here. But we can pretty safely take this one verse today and, and uh, not have to understand all of that to get some good stuff out of it. So in verse 16 he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. How many of us here today would consider ourselves believers? Okay. All right. Have you ever had a moment in your life when you were afraid or you were ashamed to speak up about Jesus? Why would we ever be ashamed of something that we hold so dear as believers? Now listen, when I say believers, and I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand again to qualify this, but when I say believers, what I'm really referring to is those that, that are what we would call saved. Those that have said, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, and I believe God raised Him from the dead. And I believe he paid for my sin. Now, if that's you, if you consider yourself saved, if you consider yourself to be a child of God, born again, going to spend the rest of your eternity in heaven when you leave this place, why would we ever be ashamed of something that we hold so dear? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's be real clear today what the gospel is. Gospel is a word that we use today. If you go back and try to get a more literal definition of the word, it means good news. Good news of Jesus Christ. Why would we ever be ashamed of that? That's the thing that made a difference in my life. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is the thing that transformed me. That made me into something I was not before and never could be on my own. It was the gospel that makes a difference. It's the gospel that gives me eternal life. It's the knowledge of who Jesus is that brings about life in me. It declares our freedom and liberty from the bondage of sin and death. Now, I guarantee you, if I were to ask any of you, are you ashamed of Jesus, everybody would say no. Do you speak openly about what God has done in your life? Or are you a little hesitant? And I'm not trying to pick on anybody today, just stay with me, okay? Maybe you're a little hesitant. Others are talking around you and 
There, there's that little something inside you that says, hey, man, you ought, to, you ought to say something. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Why, why, why is that hesitation there? I think this is worth digging into today. Because I would venture to say that every single one of us at one time or another has felt that little, uh, I don't know, should I say something? I don't know, maybe. I kind of feel like I should, but I don't really want to. Why is that hesitancy there? Why are we holding back? Do you know what you believe? I guarantee you most of us know what we believe. When we start trying to put it into words, that's where we start struggling. We feel it. We know who we put our faith in and trust in, but then we got to put it in words. And so, are you really ashamed or are you afraid? See, there's two sides of that coin. Let's just stop with that for a moment and let's go to the next thing and we're going to circle back to this. Jesus says in Mark chapter 8, verse 38, He says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words. Man, both of them. Okay, don't, don't just skip one. If you, are you ashamed of Jesus or are you ashamed of His words? Either one. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. That doesn't sound like a good place to be. Think about that comparison that he draws there. Everybody with me? He said, if you're ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, then I'm going to be ashamed of you too. Compare Jesus, perfect, holy, sinless, to the world we live in today. Which one would you rather be proud of and stand for? You're going to stand up for the ways of this world or are you going to stand up for him and his word? He died for our sins so that we wouldn't have to. This world's trying to kill us every day. Now let's go back for a second. Why would you be hesitant to talk about Jesus or talk about what he's done in your life or to talk about his word I'm, I'm going to tell y'all right now Jesus in any shape fashion or form is not a popular topic today not in this world and I will say that you got to be careful <laughs> because if you just start blasting out at whatever you think or feel, you better be sure it's right, first of all. But you better be careful and you better be ready to pay the consequences. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm saying just, just know what might be coming. Because if you begin to just talk Jesus wherever, 
There may be consequences to pay for that. So I understand the hesitancy. I understand why somebody would be a little apprehensive to just start sharing, right? So I'm coming to you today from a place of, I get it. I'm there. I've been there. I I, I work in, out in the secular world all the time, as all of you do too. So I understand that. But I also know this. Your job, the school you go to, the groups that you hang out with, they are not your Savior. They are not your provider. They are not the determining factor of anything. They all think they have a certain level of control. They all think that they have influence in your life. But I'm here today to tell you that it doesn't matter what happens at your job or in your school. God is in control. He is the one that I answer to. He is the one that holds my life in whatever feeble state it may be in His hands. So, are you ashamed or are you scared? Maybe... Maybe it's something a little bit different. Maybe you just lack confidence. Maybe we lack preparation. We're supposed to be discipled, and we're supposed to be discipling others. And let me just put discipleship in real simple terms. Training. Training. We're supposed to be training one another. Fathers, you're supposed to be training your kids. You're supposed to be leading your home. I hope you are. But I can tell you from personal experience, every time, no matter if we're talking about something religious or we're talking about something secular, no matter what the situation may be, when I am trained and when I am knowledgeable, when I am aware of situations I am prepared for it. I'm confident. You you can't shake me then. Because I have a a level of certainty in, in the things I'm saying, right? But when I am uncertain, when I haven't prepared, when I don't know very much about whatever it is, then that that little feeling comes in. Don't say anything. They might think you're dumb. They might think you're crazy. Ephesians chapter 6 covers the the whole armor of God. And there is, in verse 15, it says something that I think is so crucial to what we're talking about today. It says, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Preparation in the gospel. Meaning I have studied it, I understand it, I know how to apply it to my life. I know when situations arise, if I don't have the answer, I know how to go find the answer. Preparation in the gospel. Not just, it's going to hit me when it comes and I'll figure it out then. Preparation instills confidence. Are you studying the Word, church? Have you formed thoughts around 
what our salvation means to us. I'm pausing as I say some of these things today because I, I want us to really be deep in thought about this. Have you taken the time Look, if, you, if you're here today, I, I'm taking your word for it. You say you're saved, I, I believe you, okay? Because you don't benefit any by lying about it. Trust you. But what I have seen time and time again is that a lot of times people go through these, this, this experience of salvation and then because of others around them, maybe their leadership whatever, there is no plan put in place of how to grow. Nobody works with them to bring them along. And so they are are stuck at those initial steps of salvation and there's no good ground for anything to grow in. There's no watering, no fertilizing of that seed for it to really take root and grow. And so I ask you that today. Have you really thought about salvation? Have you really thought about what it meant to you when Jesus saved you and gave you new life? Did you see a transformation take place? Maybe you did right away. You saw something different happen in your life. But then because there was nobody else pouring into you and guiding you along that way, over time that begins to wane. It begins to fade away. You still know you're saved, but there's nothing else with it. I encourage you today to begin right now focusing on that. Dig into what did salvation mean to you? What does it mean for your eternity? What what is there in that to have joy in? Because you see, the joy of our salvation is something we should not lose sight of. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care what level of, of work you are doing in the kingdom of God. The joy of your salvation is the thing that motivates you to share it with someone else. If you don't have any joy in your salvation, why would you want to tell anybody else about it? Amen? But we prepare ourselves in the gospel of peace. And I would just go ahead and add to that, remind ourselves. Because if we're not careful, we will lose sight of how far God has brought us, just like Brother Steve talked about today. You lose sight of All those things God has done in your life. You ain't got a reason to tell nobody nothing because you ain't even remembering what He's done. What's your fear? Are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or are you just afraid to say something? Or do you just lack confidence to say something? Is it peer pressure? Is it those around you and you're afraid what they're going to think about you? Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Two totally different perspectives. 
Someone that doesn't have Jesus, they look at it and they say, man, that's crazy, that's foolishness. Meanwhile, they're destined for hell. That's where they're heading. And they're sitting there saying, the the one thing that could save them and pull them out of that, they're saying, that's just retarded. That's crazy. Nope. No. But those of us that have tasted and seen that God is good and that He can deliver us from that bondage of sin and death, we look at it and say, man, that is powerful. That is powerful what God has done in my life. So if you're, if you're sitting there struggling to say something because you're afraid somebody's going to think you're crazy, let me just remove any doubt. They are going to think that. They are. And it's okay. That, that tells you something real quick. It's an indicator. If they think you're crazy for, for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, it tells you where they are and how much they need Him. That's what you need to know, right? If you love the Lord and you're thankful for what He's done in your life, you need to be telling somebody about that. Some people are going to think you're crazy because they're perishing. Some people are going to not think you're crazy. And they're either going to receive it and be saved or they're already saved and they're going to be encouraged. I care more, at the end of the day, I care more about what my Savior and God think about me than those that think I'm foolish for believing in Him. These same people will tell you all kinds of other fables that are believable to them for some reason, but they can't trust God. If you're here today and you've experienced this in your life, please don't hear what I'm saying as being some sort of uh, pointed finger at you for you need to do better. I'm not saying that. I'm trying to encourage you today. I'm trying to give you some insight that... This thing that we're talking about, everybody has this. Everybody struggles with this. It is an eternal struggle. The more you're prepared, the less you encounter that. The more you know the Word, the less you will be hesitant to share the Word. But I do want to say one more thing. Quit worrying about not being able to preach Quit worrying about, I don't know how to to share the gospel with somebody and focus on this one thing. If you are called into a courtroom to testify, they don't expect you to be the lawyer too. They just expect you to give your testimony. So when we start talking about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, don't, you're, you don't have to be the preacher. If that ain't what God's called you to do, quit trying to be the preacher. But each and every one of us are called and commissioned by Jesus Christ Himself to go into this world and preach the gospel. And you say, well, you just said don't be a preacher. I'm trying to tell you something today. All you are required and called to do is to share with this world what Jesus Christ has done in your life. As simple as that. 
If it, as you grow, as you become more knowledgeable, having that foundation in the Word to be able to share and back up those things with people is great, and you should do that. But don't stop. Don't not share because you don't have all the eloquent words to go with it. Just tell these people what Jesus did for you. How He transformed your life and took you from a sinner that was destined for hell with no hope and gave you new life and gave you a, a change in your home, a change in your work, a change all around you because He's good. Not because you did anything. All you did was follow Him. Just tell them that. Tell them, I don't know all the answers. I just know what He did for me. If you can start right there, there won't come a time when Jesus is ashamed of you. There won't be a question ever presented about whether you're ashamed of His gospel. We talked earlier about fathers and how, how they are so needed in this society, y'all. And I'm here today to tell you there's something else that's really needed. And that's Christians to be salt and light in this world. Y'all know light. Everybody understands that. Jesus gave an example of a city that was set on a hill and it was lit up how, how it shines all around. Everybody can see it from miles away. When, when you go out at nighttime and you turn toward Crockett, you ain't anywhere near Crockett, but you can see light, right? You can't even see the city yet, but you can see the light coming off of it. And look how small Crockett is. So we understand that light component. I'm to be light to this world. That's through my testimony, right? But the salt side is a little trickier. Y'all like salt on your food? Yeah, who don't? Now there's debate about how much is too much, right? I get that. But if you don't put some salt on a steak, you, why? Why are you even bothering? It's got to have some salt on it. It brings out the flavor. It enhances things, doesn't it? You want to be salt to this world? Y'all, this world needs some flavor. It needs some enhancement to it. But there's another component. Salt is used to preserve things. You can cure meat with it to the point that it, you don't even have to refrigerate it anymore. It preserves things, and this world needs a preservative in it. That's the only thing that's kept us going as long as it has. But you see how this thing is trending. It's getting worse and worse because there's less and less salt in this world. Who are we going to be? Are we going to be those that are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And anytime somebody's around you talking in a group, they're talking about something that they shouldn't be, or they're, they're talking about something that's contrary to what God has done, you know through your own witness and testimony, man, that's not right. Are we going to be the kind that just, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to stick my neck out there and, you know, I might lose my job over it. Or are we going to be those that just trust God? Just trust Him, church. I promise you, He's got you. <laughs> now, you lose your job next week, 
Not my fault. I'm sorry. God's got you, though. He is your provider. He's bigger than that job. He's bigger than that employer. And if that ain't where you need to be, he's got a way to make it better and put you right where you need to be. So you trust him. Stand for his word. Y'all, there, the, the, there is no promise of everything being great in this life. We, we should have no false expectations of, of everything's going to be great if we follow Jesus. That's not what the Bible tells us. Jesus tells us there will be trouble, but you can be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. So here we are. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it sounds good? Because it's a well-crafted book that all works together? He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is it. Okay? Not the book of Genesis. Not anywhere else. That all ties together. We can dig into all the theology and everything if you want to. I'm here today to tell you, though, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Let's just focus and narrow that scope for a moment and say, you know what, I, don't, I may not know the Bible from end to end. There may be a lot of things I don't understand, but if I can narrow my focus and focus in on the gospel of Jesus Christ and begin to share that because of the impact it has had in my life, people will be saved. Everyone who believes is the power of God to salvation. 